0: Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. This is Corey. I'm here with Hampton. In Hampton today, we're going to talk about Gen Z and people out there are like, oh gosh, here we go. But we're going to talk about Gen Z and I have three Gen Z kids. And so it is is very difficult. I am trying to adapt my vocabulary to be able to speak intelligently with my kids. And so I've learned to incorporate words like no cap and bussin and sus and mid and (laughs) (laughs) lit and, (laughs) but here's the thing, here's the deal as a leader is that we know that the vast percentage of people who will be in the workforce in the coming years will start to become, I mean, they're millennials now, right? But they'll start to become Gen Z. So as more and more Gen Z people enter the workforce as a leader, the more and more we need to learn how to best engage them in a way that brings out their very best. And there's unique ways that we can do that based on the dynamic that they've grown up in and Hampton, you're going to unpack. You're a lot closer to Gen Z than I am. So it's better for you to unpack Gen Z than me. I know you have some cool stuff that you want to share.
1: Yes. For some context, I am a Zillennial, if you will. So, um, I don't really identify with the millennials, but I also am like, I I wasn't an iPad kid either. So I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I remember nine 11, I had a flip phone um but but I'm not I'm definitely not like a prime age millennial you all don't care about that this is what we're going to talk about today there's someone named Dr. Tim Elmore who is one of John Maxwell's thought leaders and he is an expert on uh, the different generations he wrote a book called a new kind of diversity and he has an acronym called CENE, scene s c e n e and he says our scene today the world that Gen Z has grown up in so i'm going to start with c and go all the way through e they've grown up in a world of speed Convenience, entertainment, nurture, and entitlement. And so, speed, high speed internet at all times. If the microwave takes longer than three minutes, we are frustrated. Convenience, you you never go more than half a mile to go to the grocery store. Everything is right there in front of me. Entertainment, there's no such thing as boredom because the moment that I feel bored, I pull out my phone and scroll. Nurture, they've grown up in a safety first environment, safety first, safety first, safety first, always. And then entitlement, I feel like most generations get called entitled, but um, we might agree that there's a little bit of that there too. And I can raise my hand because I'm probably part of that entitlement to some element. But if that's the world that they grew up in, if that's what's normal to them, then they would grow up believing that the opposite of speed, slow, so slow is bad, Um, convenience, the opposite of that is hard, so hard is bad, entertainment, the opposite of that is boredom, boredom is bad which by the way neuroscientists tell us that boredom is good go outside play with a rock that can be good for us um nurture uh, so risk is the opposite of that we believe that risk is bad and then entitlement the opposite of that is labor so we believe that labor is bad so slow hard boring risk labor a lot of those things are things that you if, if you have a great team player an ideal team player they're embracing those things slow is good um if you can move slowly some of the best leaders i know um they walk at a slow pace they're they're busy they have a lot going on but they know how to slow down hard nothing good comes on the back end of easy boring as i said is good for you risk your business that you work for was built on risk our country if you're in america was built on risk and then labor we we were we were made we were created to contribute to society and and labor and so what does it go and do? What What does this all mean? Well, what he says, what Tim says is, so I can say this and you can go, oh my gosh, Gen Z. He said, no, no, no. We created this world. Their parents created this world by, by creating the technology that led to a lot of this by always talking about safety first. And so he says that Gen Z was ambushed by technology. They don't have a memory before that. And so this is not a cop out for them. If you're a Gen Z, let's Let's work on ourselves. I'm raising my hand here too. But if you are leading or raising Gen Z, understand that. um, Let's put on our empathy caps. And so I think some of the best ways to combat this is just to start conversations. That's the go and do. Get to know uh, these younger employees that are coming to work for you. Tim Elmore, CEO of his company, uh, very well known thought leader, calls himself a mentor in his organization. So he's an intern to his Gen Z employees. He's learning about them, learning what they care about, asking them their story. Then, as they've built trust, it takes a lot of humility to do that. He then can mentor from there. So, what he says is, we want to build a bridge, not a wall, between generations. Generations are a strength, not a weakness. But I think we need to educate ourselves about the different generations and use them as a strength. So, start having those conversations, and it will pay off.
0: Yeah, Hampton, that was bussing. Let's go. <laughs>